With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Okay, I'm super excited for us to dive into some more chart reading like a pro work with Kim. Kim, where are you taking us today? Today we are going to look at relationships of all kinds. This is often done when we meet someone and we just want to have a peek at their chart, you know, and think, is this a potential? Is this someone that I, uh, what's going to happen here? And we can approach it with this kind of curiosity and this lightness, and it's uh, super fun and exciting. Of course, remembering to engage all those things that we talked about in our last uh, recorded call about non-judgment, respecting journey, <laughs> being open. That's super important. The other thing that you're going to notice, if you've got a client uh, or a family member or a friend coming to you with uh, their chart in one hand and the potential uh, sweeties in the other, here's what they're going to say. Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, is this good? Am I mm-hmm. good with this person? Is this a good re- relationship? Wrong. I don't use the word wrong very often, but that's the wrong question. That is not the question that you want to ask or you want to let them ask because the question is, what is this relationship good for? Mm. You're, it, you're connected. You're attracted. You, something's happening, at least in your mind. <laughs> they may not know it yet, <laughs> but something's bubbling up, and it's bubbling up for a reason. Let's explore why it's coming up right now. What is this good for? What is this bringing you? Let's forget all about that any relationship is ever good or bad. Unless right we on. say it's, it's, it's bringing us something. It's, it's there for a variety of reasons. A reflection of where we're at right now. A spark of where we might be in the future. A memory of where we were in the past so that we can see we've outgrown it. They're there for a lot of of reasons, and now I'm going to you know, express this. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're going to express oh, this. Just I don't know if you were going to say anything about this, but I have to speak to this, and I'm I want to do it following my own advice, and the least with no judgment whatsoever. You'll also get people wanting to know if this is the air quotes one, mm-hmm. and my my little self inside wants to say one what. I don't believe in ideas of the one because there are one billion, right? We have a composite chart. We have a potential connection with every single person on the planet. There's going to be some kind of connection if we spent time with them in some way. You know what I called them, Kim, when I was manifesting a keeper? I'd done a ton of dating, and I just wanted to put some time in with someone. I called him one of the ones. That was the label I used to manifest him. But I also wanted to add, too, that I think some people might 
judge a relationship's success based on whether it quote unquote lasts or not. Yeah. And I think it's helpful if you've got any people who are approaching it with that perspective to liberate them from it and and introduce the idea that just because we might not be sleeping with them forever doesn't mean that it wasn't a successful relationship. If we weren't married to them forever, it doesn't mean we failed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's so that's so important. Uh, success is not dependent on longevity, especially in astrology. I guarantee you the universe doesn't care if you connected for an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade. doesn't care. It's what you make of those moments that matter. And uh, the... Yeah, it's kind of a cultural, well, it's very much a social and cultural um, adaptation of the idea that it's not successful unless you uh, commit at point X and uh, continue through with that commitment until you're no longer in a body. And that doesn't really mesh with the astrological perspective and probably not with the LOA perspective. Definitely no. not Abraham perspective. What do no. they say about longevity in relationship. I'm I'm what I'm thinking about Abraham when it comes to relationships, some of their most controversial words of advice for their listeners are that um they're not really down with contracts and marriage and long term promises. They say, Let's you know what, here's a better approach, saying, uh, you know what, I like it pretty well right now. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But that's my personal that's my personal link to it. And your your client may or your friend may be very much I want to use the word fixated, but that shows a bit of my own judgment. They might be very focused on mm-hmm. a long term relationship with a specific person. And I think what Jeanette said about if you can liberate them in any way from an over-grasping of that, uh, you're going to help them out regardless. Uh, But we do, again, want to respect the journey and respect uh, where they're at. But just be aware of where you are at with relationship and make sure that you're not projecting that um, onto hmm, your, point. your client. I'm remembering, I'll never forget, I have this uh, friend, she, we've been friends for what, 25 years, and when I first met her, she had just been to another astrologer, and she was in tears. And she had the, her chart in one hand and the, the guys in the other, and these two had been together, kind of, it was an off and on. He was from another country, so, you know, he'd be here, he'd have to go back, and visas and blah, blah, uh, all that, back and forth for about a year. And she was in tears because he said, if you're together for more than another six months, I'll quit being an astrologer. <gasps> oh, yeah, I know. my. All word. they had, all they had that I could see was sun, square, moon. I mean, who can't work through that and make that wow. a dynamic, empowering thing? But he saw something in there. It was in uh, his, it was interesting that it was in the, his own sun sign and the moon was in the sign of his partners. I knew him pretty well as well, the other astrologer. Mm. And I could just see how the projection, oh. they just uh, <laughs> uh, they, they just divorced. And I just thought, well, 
but yeah, keep your private lives, just a reminder, keep your private lives, you know, where it belongs, in the private, and let's just be a little more open. Anyway, they continued on and off together for a further 10 years, and wow. um, he did not quit being an astrologer. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got to no, he just should have taken your course, that's all. <laughs> oh, 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 he was... Um, he he writes for so he's got some quite some gig with a with a New York um, publishing house where he writes the yearly. Mm. Anyway, he's um, no, he's a great astrologer. He just that was just an example of how personal life can project onto gotcha. private. So um, we we want to be aware of that. Okay, so with those kind of caveats in mind, and I'm sure if any others come up or any thoughts about relationship will come up, but let's just jump straight into how do you do this? How do you look at uh, this potential uh, sweetie or love interest or partner, and what, how are we going to make it work? Now, um, how are we going to glean information from this? Jeanette has offered herself. <laughs> I opened the archives to the many yeah. past loves from my oh, life. I love it. She's, got the, she's given us a, a smattering of her archives, and uh, they're in the gallery. So first up, we're going to look at uh, have Jeanette's uh, natal chart up and the uh, chart number one, door number one, bachelor number one, is uh, uh, you've got the links right right there in front of you if you're uh, listening to the call, which of course you are. So we are going to be looking at Jeanette and the Smoke It Hot example chart number one, one R. Now, Jeanette, before you say anything about this, because I really don't know anything about, um, I didn't preview any of these relationships mm-hmm. or ask her uh, about them. I might know something about some of them, maybe, <laughs> but I don't know about Mr. Smoking Hot. And uh, when I when we just grabbed these charts, I looked at his chart for a second, literally a second, and I just I gasped. I, oh! And I don't know if you're looking at this, these two charts and whether you're getting the gasp too, but I just picked one thing. I saw the one thing one thing that really was the initial standout and what it is, is Mr. Smoking Hot has Venus conjunct the sun in Scorpio, which is sexy mexy anyway, but it's conjunct her moon. Okay, look at her chart and we see the moon up there at four degrees of Scorpio and her Venus at 27. And we go to Mr. Smoking Hot's and we see nine and 10 degrees of Scorpio. So, the conjunctions in synastry, what we're doing is synastry, sin meaning stars, and I mean sin meaning with together, and uh, astry meaning stars, is looking at the charts where we put the stars together. And in this case, if we overlay these charts, his sun and, and Venus is bang on her moon. Any conjunctions of uh, that sort pop, and you want to look for that pop first. That's what uh, I go for uh, initially. There's some other ways to engage, but this is what we're starting with with this because it was just the natural, whew. And so before I even hear about how Jeanette met him or what the initial feelings were, I'm going to tell you something about him. 
<laughs> I can tell you, because we also know that the moons are trying. His moon in uh, five cancer, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Or is that eight? Oh, my God. Yes, eight cancer is conjunct her moon at, uh, I mean, sorry, trying her moon in the water sign of Scorpio. So we have this moon, moon, sun thing going on. And right away, when, if there's any chemistry at all, when the moons are engaged, it becomes it's visceral. It becomes, it's, it's uh, sub, I was going to say subatomic. <laughs> no, that's my word. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's below, the rational mind isn't speaking. Right, it's it engages in the body, the moon. It's our body feels it, our soul feels it. There is, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this connection. Sun, moon, and moon, moon, and Venus in there is just magic, and it can feel. It just it just sparks because when our moons are touched, and when they're in touched, and they're touched in such an engaging way, we feel known. We feel understood. We feel safe. And as soon as we feel safe, we can be who we really are. Mm. And uh, it's just, can, this can happen the instant you connect. It, it can be a very immediate connection. Again, that happens in the, uh, it's, it's not in the rational plane. So it's not the, the adults might be there connecting to, oh, hello, how do you do? And underneath it's like, whoa, <laughs> back, back away, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I need time alone with this guy. <laughs> it could be very immediate. It could be very immediate and very engaging and uh, very powerful. Jeanette? Yeah, it was. <laughs> All of those things. It was all of those things. I didn't understand the moon connection. I, I've, I've never known how to do synastry, really. So I hadn't made that connection. I just saw that Venus, and this was after, this is long after. There's a reason I wanted to start with his chart. This is one of my favorites, probably my number one favorite from my past. And um, I got to say, that guy rocked my world in ways I couldn't comprehend like I, I didn't know how to be present with something that was so earth-shattering. I mean, I mean, I gave it my best shot, but he, I had never ever experienced anything like him in a wide variety of ways, but including sexually. The fact that that was happening in the fifth house, I always figured it was Sun and Venus in Scorpio in five that was rocking my world the way that it did. I didn't even recognize our moon connection. But yeah. boy, yeah, that guy, he, you know what, I'd never understood the, I mean, I heard the term, and I was an adult woman at the time, this was maybe in, I don't know, 2005 maybe, I had heard the term sex hair before, but I'd never had it until I met him, <laughs> really knocked my socks off in ways I just, it just puts a big smile on my face to remember, he was amazing. Yeah, uh- it puts a smile on my face just here. <laughs> it does. And there's there's more to it. I mean, we've got that initial, you know, connect in. Uh, but there's there's definitely more. And you look at your Mars, um, you both, okay, you're, who am I looking at? Yeah, it's him. His, is that Mars, Jupiter? So now I'm going back and forth, 12 and 19. Yeah, Mars and Jupiter. 
So his Mars on your Jupiter, your Mars is square his Venus, his Venus on your moon, and widely conjunct your own Venus. And, um, oh, that's Venus square Mars. So you've got the the flip. So uh, anyway, all right, I, the idea was simple. Don't make this too complex. What I'm saying is we often look for that really raw, powerful sexual energy. People don't initially think, well, the moon is going to feel that. Uh, think of the moon in terms of Hecate and, uh, and, and I was going to say Crush Kali, <laughs> Kali and mm. Lilith. And because once you feel, again, safe in your environment, these energies can well up, these energies of empowerment and tantra and raw sexual drive because the Mars and Venus is, is aligned. Look at his, we could just, just bounce around the chart and look for these uh, contacts. His Jupiter at uh, three Leo is conjunct your Mars at one Leo. So you've got Jupiter, Mars, and then you've got uh, your Mars on his Jupiter. We call those double whammies. Mm. So it just, it ratchets it up, you know, uh, more and more and more and more. Now, obviously, this didn't last. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, it, I I mean, I don't feel like this was a relationship that ended. I don't still get to have sex with him. That is true. But I kind of feel like my relationship with everyone is pretty much forever. In fact, I remember someone an energy worker who said it's ridiculous that other energy workers try to teach people to cut the cords with, you know, people from their past because once you've been entwined, you're entwined forever. I I so her her advice was clean up the connection rather than try to cut it because it's a lifetime gig. I've heard other channelers talk about that in the same way. I don't really feel I don't like you could probably tell the way I responded. I don't like the thought that I'm not still in relationship with him. We are we're friends in a different way than we were when we first met. And what you were saying about feeling safe, I just want to add, oh, my gosh, that was so true. When we first met, we had talked online for a lengthy time, a couple months before we met in person. And um, he made the joke, he wrote to me, cause, you know, trying to make a, you know, a, a single girl. who He invited me over to his place, and I was going. And, you know, you're supposed to meet in public place and all this, whatever. No, no I was going to his house. And he said, um, he wrote, don't worry. There'll be no, there'll, I'll keep my hands to myself. And I said, oh, there will be touching. <laughs> like, here he is trying to draw boundaries. And I'm like, oh, no, buddy, no rules. If I'm coming over to your house, it's going to be for a good reason. Uh, I, I felt so immediate, I, even uh, so immediately safe with him. It was, he was just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He still is. I'm sure he's rocking someone else's world right now. Um, but, yeah, our time together was probably about eight months our time together in physical person. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes the level of engagement with these kind of relationships, these smoke and smoke and hot love relationships, they're very erotic. We're not looking at where your eros uh, is with with uh, each other. Oh, I've got yours. Oh, yeah, and Sag and his. We don't have his in here, but that's all right. Um, that's on his Mercury. Whew. Um, sexy communication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of sexy communication. You, uh, I saved. His, I don't save a lot of love letters, but whole or emails. Whew, I saved his. <laughs> uh, that's cool. 
That's so cool. She but the thing is, when it, when it, it's that kind of energy. The flame is burning that bright. It it can be difficult to take that into your ordinary world because oh. it's not about doing the laundry and paying the bills and getting a joint house and who's going to let the cats out and who's going to feed the do the. It's not about those things. And uh, we, I think it's, again, what is this relationship good for? Well, I would say that it, for you, it, it changed you my up. world and in, in how I saw my, I experienced sexuality differently after him yeah. as a result of him. Yeah, yeah. So it's a real erotic awakener. And those erotic awakeners are not... Uh, often not what you want to try to put in the uh, live-in box, the, the domestic mm-hmm. box. You can't domesticate this wild energy. And why would we want to? Mm-hmm. So that's one way of looking at it. But so if you saw, if you were saying, oh, you know, I've met this guy online, it was day one, and uh, looking at the chart, you would know immediately, well, I'm basically, you know, <laughs> my mood, this is just, I'm going to just melt <laughs> it's gonna melt and uh, and uh, you know you're going to feel just fully emotionally, uh, no holes barred, engaged, um, engaged right up to the gills. So yeah, yeah, um, it was a pretty good time. It's the. If we looked at it and thought, oh, what about long term? He's uh, he's got the Mars in in Virgo. You like the Virgo, hey? The Mars in Virgo, which is earthy. Um, but the gem, you know what? That Gemini rising and the Sag on the uh, on the seventh house. We'd have to say Carefree is his middle name. And if we look at your what you're uh, with Capricorn rising and uh, initially Cancer on the seventh house cusp, there is an inherent desire for some kind of feeling of com- it's it's a different kind of commitment because you got Sun Uranus, but there is a feeling of uh, stability that he probably wouldn't feel that comfortable in. You know, here here well, the way things unfolded for us was that I authenticity is one of my core values and maybe it's because well maybe it's my son in eight I want to get in with someone I want to go deep with them I want to know what they feel I want them to be able to share everything with me I want to know the truth of who they are and I felt like with him he shared some stuff but I wasn't getting it all I wasn't getting it all and I knew I wasn't getting it all I was like, I, he'd let me in up to a point, and I, and you know what? I bet a lot of women that was that would have been plenty for, but I wanted all of it, and I wasn't getting all of it, and um, that didn't stop him from uh, suggesting that we live together. That we he showed up at my house with a ring one day, believe it or not. Um, yeah, and and there was a time actually, there was a time like two weeks after that where I said yes. But he was on a different page by then, and so then I was like, oh, okay, I guess not. And then by the time he got back on the page, uh, I was already seeing someone else. So oh, wow. It was, I know, but, but when I look back on why do I feel like it really uh, un, um, unraveled, it was because I didn't feel like I was really knowing the real him. Like I, don't, I didn't feel like I got the, 
the true essence, the mm. the whole shebang. That's and I thought, you know, look, a, a Scorpio sun, that's right. They're kind of like, they kind of keep some things to themselves. So I wondered if yeah. that was part of why I, I had that feeling about him. But he did acknowledge that there were some things that I wasn't privy to about who he was or how he felt. So yeah. I don't think I was making that up. But for me, that was a deal breaker. Yeah, I get, I can see that. And I think that might be part of his way. I mean, this is just, one possibility, his way of keeping that buffer of feelings carefree and this buff, this kind of mm. feeling of um, it's like this prized racehorse that as long as you keep the stall door open, they'll relax and munch <laughs> on the hay. But you close the door, they just start shaking and sweating. And um, he's got a little bit of that in him. And ah. part of keeping that back door open is not revealing everything. Mm. So, Yeah. That makes sense. But, yeah, I can see the sizzling, smoking hot. That's for sure. It was, it was, it was, so I wondered if someone else, if his what, because he married, the, the girl that he was dating right as we were wrapping up, um, he married her. They're still married to this day. Oh. And I wondered if she experiences the same way I do, because if it, if I had that moon thing where I had that response to him, I I hope she's got that going on for her because it would, He's got a lot to offer. <laughs> Someone else can let it in. Well, it would be it'd be really interesting to see her chart and see where uh, that was. But we all, yeah, we all engage in different ways. And I suspect that what this relationship was good for for both of you uh, was what you experienced in those eight months. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, perfect for um Yeah, I did not know it could be like that. In a wide variety of ways, I did not know what was possible. Really didn't mm-hmm. get it. And it's possible him losing you allowed him to reflect deeper on how much he revealed to partners, mm-hmm. even and, though and it would have taken um, to connect. Yeah. 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 <gasps> Interesting. All right. Um, any other comments about him before we move to? No, I was just thinking, I wouldn't want to be that guy that had to follow him. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I know. I'm trying to think. This, this summer of love example, too, did they did they follow him? <laughs> no, he was... Uh, they probably don't no, they did not. He, was, had to follow. he was... Um, he might have been... Oh, yeah, he was near the end of that summer. Yeah. So I, had a, I, had a, I had a lot of fun that summer. This, this was... I'd been... I had been... Um with my ex-boyfriend for six years. We were together as a couple three years, but we lived together for three years after that. Celibate. Uh I'm pretty sure both of us were, yeah. So three years with Verl, celibate. And it was at the end of that three years where I said, buddy, it's time for me to get back on the market. So this, my summer of love was me getting back on the market after three years Uh of celibacy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if we all um, click on the next chart, 850 is the number at the end, but you've got the link in front of you. Um, Make sure you do have the link in front of you. (laughs) You've got that right, Jeanette? I do. I'm trying to remember who this was. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll give you a moment. Maybe it'll start. Should we look at the – where's that email you sent me? We've got the name. I do. I need – what's my code name of – yeah, it was the one that was the second one. Um, 
What did I call him? Do you remember? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to find it. Uh, where did you send these? You sent them out there. See? I'm a proper Libra son. I can't keep all these past loves straight, right? No, I love it. Oh, here we go. Okay, he was. Okay, Mark Archibald. We just did Murray. Oh, Murray. No, he launched my summer of love. Hello. Oh, okay. And then Jeff. Oh, uh, that's funny. We just did the guy I closed it out with, and this is the guy I uh, started started it with. it with. Okay, cool. All right. So this is the launch of your summer of love. This is pretty. Um, Interesting because it marks the break of a uh, three-year celibacy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. something gets you uh, – obviously, you're intentioned first, but the fact that you attracted him can I – again, all we do is let the eye go to the connection that first jumps out to you. So you just kind of relax your eye. And for me, I look at his Mars because this was action. To me, this was like hmm. the first action you'd taken. In oh, my gosh. The- and our date was so action. And that's one reason why I had so much fun with him. It was action. We went slow yeah. canyon hiking, which I had never done before. Woo. Well, this guy's action-packed because he's in Aries, and he's got Mars conjunct the sun in Aries. You love these uh, sun conjunction people. Um and it happens to be a perfect trine to your own Mars. So being around him is like having the warm rays of the sun pouring down, wakening, stimulating, and another Mars going, come on, compete, let's go, chop, chop, <laughs> stimulating you to uh, not just, probably not just sexual action, but it implies a variety of sporty-like activities. You know, the email that he actually sent, I had just I had just gone online. It was my first experience with online dating. I had I had gone on a date. Some people have heard me tell this story before about I went on my first online date and it was disastrous. Seriously, you guys, it was so awful. I I literally wondered if I could possibly be on candid camera. It was wrong in so many ways. But after that, I went home, I got back online, and I told the other guys I've been talking to, yeah, I will not be doing that again. I am here for online flirting only. And the guy, this guy, said to me, get back on that horse, kind woman. And it made me smile. Can you hear the smile? It still makes me smile. And then I remembered, I didn't bring my my creative skills to that other date. Like, I didn't do any intending, no prepaving. I thought, what kind of LOA coach am I? I know how to have a good time. And so I practiced that with him. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So there's a lot of action. There's a lot of fire. I think that you would feel quite, uh, if you felt open, you'd feel quite sexual, sexually attracted to him. Oh, yeah. And looking what you've created here again, you, his moon, this time, you must have really done something to him. His, his moon <clears throat> is uh, conjunct your sun. You've got the sun-moon thing going on, just like you had with with smoking hot only in reverse. So your sun at, uh, what is it, one degree or zero degrees of Libra is uh, right bang on his, is that right or is that a Scorpio moon? Yeah. Wait, what am I looking at? No, 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 your moon, sorry, okay, your moons are conjunct, oh. bang on conjunct. So we're already we're sensing a theme. I haven't looked ahead at any of these other charts, but 
already we're sensing a theme here where the moon is highly activated. So sure, we've got the Aries fire, the action going here. But again, I see the moon's engaged. And I would hazard a guess, because you've already actually said it, so it's not a guess, that for you to really engage with someone, you want to feel like you can go into the depth. Mm -hmm. And that is your Scorpio moon. And it's also your Mm. eighth house. Um, But the Scorpio moon is another flavor of that. and And she's saying, that's her saying, Show me your deepest, darkest authenticity so I can engage, we can engage together on that level. If the in, mm-hmm. if that depth of intimacy isn't there, what's the point? I'm and this is I experienced that with girlfriends, too. Yeah. Three years of no uh, sexual intimacy. I don't know uh, if you guys found other ways I loved engaged. it. It was so crazy, cool, peaceful. It was one of the best periods of my life. I mean, it was well, not, it was not, abs- I mean, it was, I did not feel like I was going without. I really, really enjoyed it. Cool. I don't know. Okay. I don't know that Verl did as much as I did. <laughs> Probably not. Probably more of the I don't know. I didn't Maybe. Even. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe we were the, doing a yeah. lot of good work together. We were we were doing <laughs> rescue work together. It was we had we were doing so much in the rescue community that we could yeah. do together that we couldn't do apart. I mean, it was really That's truly a, a huge labor of love for both of us um, yeah. to yeah. to continue that work together in that house. But think how intimate that is. It's it was that enormous. engages your because you're uh, you're doing it together. It's well, life and death is in your hands. We even feel it to this day. I mean, to this day, yeah. we 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 helped raise each other's because he took some animals and I kept some. So, like, he was just over here the other day. He brought his dogs over to come play with my dogs because they kind of some of them grew up together, and um, with the connections we have with each other from having done that work, there he's my best friend to this day. There isn't another person that I feel closer to in the world than him. Okay, and that's moon, and I can't remember where his moon is, but I guarantee there'll be some kind of connection there. Hmm. Maybe I should look it's it up. Leo, Leo rising. I can't remember, but yes, um, something lunar strong. So, yeah, but the action thing. So, was your first date active? It was. No, we went to lunch, but on that first date, so I had set intentions that I would have so much fun, my cheeks hurt from laughing. I intended that we'd have instant mutual connection and that it would be made clear and that we both wanted to see each other again and then that was obvious and that there was great rapport and great times, et cetera, et cetera. So after the lunch date, um, I had a great time. I, I realized as I drove home, first of all, the part where, where I saw him in the parking lot, I was like, oh, my word, this guy's hotter than his pictures. And that's saying something. So instant, I was feeling instant, instant physical attraction with this guy, which had not happened with the previous date I'd gone on, who was a model. But um, I know. So anyway, I get home from this date. I had a fabulous time. My cheeks did. They hurt from laughing so much. And I got home. I opened email, and there's an email from him saying, I'm probably breaking every Internet dating rule out there. But And he went on to invite me to a weekend getaway the, the following weekend, um, to uh, the slot canyon hiking. So I did. I totally went out of town with a stranger. <laughs> it was breaking a lot of rules. My girlfriend said I was crazy. Uh, and it was one of the best times I've ever had. It was it was fabulous. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
And here's the thing with this guy, it, things would have, with that strong Aries and Mars and, and Sun and Aries, you know right away, if you're going to relate to him, you're going to have to uh, keep up. Right. <laughs> he's going to be very active. He's going to, things have to keep moving. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah, I, he, he, he would have done a more challenging hike, but since I was there and I'd never done it before, he had to do a more moderate one, but it worked out because there were, it was flash flood season or something. So we went to the one we should have gone on. But, yeah, keeping up with him, well, that would have been a trick. If I'd have tried to do that for very long, I don't think I would have enjoyed yeah. it too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. But can you see how simply we can just look at, just look at the first connection where the eyes where the eye is drawn, and I do like to look at what personal planets are are getting engaged. Uh, not don't mean that mm-hmm. in, the, <laughs> in the biblical sense. I mean, and the um, getting connected. We're just going to look very gently, let the eye go, and see what's getting connected. Now you're going to find lots of other things, but um, that's where it begins. Just that simple. Let's well, I didn't even know. I didn't know how to look at someone else's chart in comparison to mine. And I know you can. Apparently, this is happening in your head, Kim, right? Because you're not looking at an actual synastry chart. You just no, know looking, where okay. everything falls. Okay. So shall we? I, with this next one, let's just go. Yeah, it can seem really hard to do that. Let's just take it, break it down. Okay. okay. So we can see in a very slow mo. Um, there better be a connection on this next one. <laughs> Oh, are we looking at my Facebook hubby next? Yeah, I guess so. Let's look. Uh, that's number three. Yeah, let's look at let's look at Facebook hubby. Now this is different. I'm guessing. Um, have you met this person? In no, never have. Okay, so this is. And I love him dearly, but no, I've oh. never met him. He, and we've, right. we've he's been key in my life in a variety of ways, but no, never met him. Okay. All right. So let's let's walk through this very slowly so we can just start to see what's popping up. Now we've been looking at the moons. We've hmm. been looking at how, Scorpio how, moon. Yeah. You you have a thing about get yeah, that Scorpio moon and again I think that underlines your desire for the depth and mm. the depth of intimacy. You want that moon engaged. That's yeah. a, I believe that that would be a core value for you when it comes to Yeah, it's, it's a requirement, practically. I think that's why I, I chose my profession, frankly. You know, life coaching, look how I get to engage with the people that is my livelihood. We engage on very deep levels. There's nothing surface or shallow about this. Mm, definitely. Now, as we look at... Yeah, so. If we look at his moon, we see that he's got a uh, 23 degrees of Scorpio. So just hold that in your mind, 23 Scorpio, everybody, and click over on Jeanette's chart, and just let your mouse kind of gradually go to where we might find. Oh my find. good lord! Yes. Wait a minute. Oh my word! Yeah. yeah. You, you, I don't know if yes. Kim knew this, but the other people no. might not. The reason he's one of the reasons he's so significant to me, the way that he came into my life was professionally. Um, he, he first was a client, and when I heard what his expertise was, I was like, dude, instead of paying me, could we trade services? Because he knows Internet marketing, it turns out. He is the reason Prey Rain Journal ebook exists. He's the one yeah. that, that, that literally not just gave me the inspiration, but did the work 
to bring that ebook to life. He's why I have passive revenue, which is one of my favorite things about my business. Yeah. Um, but he's inspired me to a lot of things professionally that I I probably wouldn't have put within reach for myself. Well, bingo, because his moon is smack dab on your midheaven, plus it's conjunct your Neptune, your dreams. Wow. And he's, you know, he's, uh, I imagine with that moon up there, that there's, you know, that he'd want to take things very deep. And this is why else would you be calling this person your Facebook husband? There's I know. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, one day when I broke up with whoever it was, it must have been Russ, broke up with Russ one day, I said, I must have said something online or in a newsletter or a blog post. He caught wind of it. And he wrote saying, um, he said, will you be my Facebook wife? Oh, <laughs> he wrote back. And he was just joking. He's just trying to yeah. make me feel better. You know, here I am, the you know, feeling rejected and miserable at all the other things. Yeah. And um and I said yes before he had a chance to say, Just kidding Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got Facebook married. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was an act of utter comfort and compassion. It was. It was, it was, it was, it was. And that's moon. You know, that's moon right there. I will say that with um with he's got uh Uranus Right, exactly, conjunct your son, which, of course, you do too. And this is important to look at because um, are you with me there? So if we look at his chart and we just want to look at what's it early, I I know that your son is an early Libra. So I'm going to be glancing at his chart and thinking, what's an early Libra? And, of course, we see Uranus. And we know he's born around the time of you because he's got... um, Uranus there in the ballpark, so within the year or two of you. And when we click on you, we see, indeed, it's conjunct. Now, this is going to amplify something you already have. Now, it's not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. It says it's an amplified thing. So it Mm. means that you're going to feel around him more independent, more autonomous, maybe a little more rebellious, uh, definitely very willful. And if you guys were going to be in an actual partnership, the more you're around him, the more you feel like asserting your will. Oh, my girlfriend, you know, what probably one of his biggest frustrations with me is that here he is, a traditionally trained Internet marketer, and the all I could ever say to him is, I have to do it different. I refuse to do it the same way everyone has done it. And he'd be like, but this is tried and tested. It works. They, you know, like, don't mess with the system. If it's not broken, this works. And I, and I would just be like, it has to be different in some form or fashion or I refuse to do it. And I was willful. I refused to do things that <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was cool. willful. I should say, and yeah, the more he no talks, like the more he, the more he put himself in front of you, the more willful you will, you get. Mm, I did, and he, he, he'd feel it very acutely with the moon um, connection there to your Neptune and so forth, and on your midheaven. Here, he's trying to nurture your business, mm-hmm. and and you, you will glean from that. But I think if this relationship became um, at any point, if you took it to a, a more tangible level, it would be interesting to see how that would then play well, out. Well, I intend to find out one of these days. Okay. The stars will align <laughs> and I will report back. 
Okay. Well, I can say right away, not to go too too much more depth, but I can say right away, if I look at his Mars at three degrees Gemini, I like already I want to meet him because my son is two degrees Gemini, but mm. <laughs> with his Mars at three degrees Gemini, I know right away it's a beautiful sextile to your Mars. So somewhere mm. along there, things are going to can heat up and line up pretty nicely. Right on. So that's that's pretty cool. I kept looking at his chart at all that second house action because this well, guy he was the first person who ever told me that I was sitting on a on a million dollar business. He was the, he was the first one that said you should be doing seven figures with with what you've got going on. And you know my eighth house emphasis and his second house emphasis. I thought there's that. I don't know exactly what it was, but I thought that 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 there was something of significance there for each other. Well, I would look at him, just look at him as a standalone, and I would think, okay, he's got Taurus, Sun, Saturn, everything else right there, bang in the second house. If he's if he's using this stuff, which obviously he is, this guy knows his chops. I want to listen to this guy when it comes to resources and money and finances. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he is. On the cut, oh, you know. guess what? His his trained profession, I think, was as an accountant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that all that makes perfect sense. And his ladder, like his Mercury and Venus, and the Mars too, is trying your ascendant. So there's lots of nice ways in to accessing that. Uh, the only the only thing that makes it um, a little erratic from time to time is the fact that he he this kind of jacks up your will and your, you know. <laughs> We're going to do it my way, yeah. <laughs> don't tell me how to do things. How do I do this? Don't tell me how. <laughs> okay, we'll do it any way but that. <laughs> yeah. But I want to learn from you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, but you got to create it's, something new. It's pretty completely new. Is, uh, uh, it's pretty hey, does that, does that look that cancer on, like I'm trying to predict, okay, no, really, how would the sex be? So I'm looking at that cancer on the fifth house. Where else would I look for what kind of a lover he would make? A Venus Taurus? Yeah. The, I, would look at, I would look at the Venus and Mars, which are conjunct, basically, widely conjunct. Very sexy. Whenever, it's a little hint, everybody, when you see Mars and Venus conjunct in a chart, even at a sign, they're within 10 degrees or so, and anybody, it's very sexy. It's oh, right very, on. very sexy, very charismatic. It's just it doesn't matter how they do it, but they they do. Right on. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But what you want to know is how is his how is his sexuality going to light you up? How is your sexuality going to light him up? Gotcha. So we the Cancer on the fifth tells us something about definitely he's going to want to feel safe to let his fire out and to let uh, let his his energy out. And so you do want to kind of go back to that ruler of his fifth. You want to look at the uh, moon, and of course it's in the eighth. It's in the eighth house, and it's in there wanting to be uh, go very deep, and it's in Scorpio anyway. And your your Neptune is conjunct. So let me tell you something about Neptune. When P, it, it's like him having a Moon Neptune transit. Whenever you're around, the thing you got to realize that Plesha said right at the start is people 
are like permanent trances. When you're around them, wherever their planets are, those are your trances. Those are, that's mm. transiting you. So when you're around your Facebook hubby, he has Neptune conjunct the moon. All right? Mm. So all mm. boundaries just melt, if you let them, melt into this pool, and he is mm. just like this beautiful, pulsing, um, oh, am I using the right words? <laughs> very, he's, he's very present and very capable of going quite deep and very uh, um, intuitive and, uh, and erotic. He's in Scorpio, come on. So there's something very magical about that if, if you're both willing to let go of the boundaries. This would be melting. Now, depends on where he's at with his moon. You have to remember that if your moon's being activated and you're feeling really good about your feelings and you're uh, confident about your um, inner body and your emotional body and your actual physical body, this is awesome. If you have some kinks in your vibe around there, it's just going to spark it. Mm. It's going to, um, let's, let's say... Let's say I had issues about my physicality, and I might have to, you know, have to kind of get myself revved up to get naked with someone. Maybe I'm feeling a little uncomfortable if I felt like that. And uh, and this is moon body confidence, especially for me in the sixth house. If they have a, a outer planet on my moon, whew, I might feel under a lot of pressure, it may highlight the way I feel about mm. my body and those questions come up, which is great for my own personal growth and inner work, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. on the spot, I might run. Mm. Okay, gotcha. So it, it, you don't look at a chart and go, oh, wow, Neptune, Moon, this is bliss. It may be bliss, but if their engagement with their own moon is uh, they're still working through some things at that point in time, they may not it may be too full on for them. They may not want to get into it. So that's an interesting thing to connect with. Okay. Should we great. look at the next? It's so fun. I love your yeah. I can't wait to see who's the, who's our next one. Who's <laughs> next? Um, oh, we've got a lot of them, don't we? Oh, my God. Oh, this, this, wait. No, I don't know who this is. I do. Number four. Number four. Who is it? Well, that's true. Oh, it's my current guy. <laughs> I recognize that. <laughs> Long term, remember? Long term. Long term, got it. Yeah, all right, right on. Yeah, this is one of the ones. When I was manifesting, you know, after I did all that dating and I had so much fun, I after a while, it was a summer and change because um, I was with Mark for eight months. Anyway, I eventually decided, yeah, let's let's invest some time in someone. And uh, so I activated the vibration of long-term romance. And, um, and very shortly, I think within, very shortly, I got inspiration to be on eHarmony, which I had figured I was done with online dating. I mean, it was great for getting hooked up, but I, I knew I was going to meet my guy at a dog park. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. So when the inspiration hit to put a profile on eHarmony, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But I know, don't ignore inspiration. When you're lined up and you get you get a nudge to do something, you got honor. So I did. First guy that I met was this guy, and that was in 2006. Wow. Yeah. I know. 
and we have had some ups and downs, but I have um I've I have no interest in um removing him from my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I knew that because cuz yeah. And yeah, yeah, he's there. Well, let's look at this. Let's imagine that you had his chart and you hadn't even had the date yet. And um now it's I would be looking at that going, that's a lot of Virgo that's a lot of Virgo action, although I am highly drawn to Virgos. We know this. You I, are. Yeah, yeah. I thought of that right away. But, yeah, there is a lot of Virgo. But, you know, it's also in the 12th house, which adds – it's so interesting because it adds the water element. It's It doesn't give mm. the water element, but it gives the requirement to be watery. Like, uh, there's all this Virgo, which is very rational, and take things down to its component part and compare and contrast and, you know, ticker tape it all out with the analysis. That's just part of his MO. But most of it's in the 12th house, which is basically if you want to understand the, the most important area of life that he's chosen to engage in, it's non-corporeal, it's non-rational, it's behind the veil, it's magic, and it's it's so interesting because you, you can see right away there would be a natural contrast. This is the opposite sign of the natural placement for, uh, or the opposite house of the natural placement for Virgo. So just as a personal journey, it's extremely interesting, the kinds of contrasts. And I tell you what, if, if a person with this kind of this kind of aspect was working mostly from the rational and mostly from the Virgo, which is the where they access reality, right? That's kind of the first mm-hmm. point of entry with with the sun, moon there, and, and so forth, and and just all that Virgo and Virgo rising. Here's my shop window. This is who I am. Uh, is very powerfully that they would definitely natural thing is whatever we're not expressing that's part of us. We're going to draw that into our lives in the form of relationship, a partner, oh, wow. and people, our lives with bits of ourselves. So we're going to find someone who believes in magic, who has stepped through the other, you know, through the vortex into uh, where we're source energy. Someone who communes with nature and communes with animals, and we're going to, we're going to find someone who can show us what that twelfth house looks like, and we're going to fall in love with them. So we stick to it. <laughs> I had, I had no, I, I, I had never even realized this. I always wondered, what is he doing with me? <laughs> but now it makes total sense. Spirit guide, you're the, you're basically the spirit guide, and he is too in a way. It's not like just one. You're not like his guide, and he has to follow you. It, it's a mutual thing. I'm absolutely sure. But, um, because look, his Mercury. Okay, we, again, all we're mm-hmm. doing right here is looking at where these things uh, engage. His Mercury is conjunct your sun. Remember, we want to look for, we've got the sun at, oh. um, we've got the sun at uh, early Libra, his Mercury. Am I reading that right? Is, yes, early yeah. Libra. So, basically, he lights up your sun. And I tell you what, he would get you clear on what you really believe. He would give you lots of <laughs> Intellectual practice. Yipper skipper. Yipper skipper. And here's the other really cool thing is that, am I right? Your your Uranus is is conjunct his ascendant and your son. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. So you might come. You might disrupt his apple cart a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Often I think it's safe to say that. And benefit. And the other thing is that something about his apple cart is also really grounding and stabilizing for you. Who else in the world would you hmm. have bought a house with? So seriously, I'm like, you know, part of part of what why I appreciate his presence in my life so much is because it is so grounding. It is so yep. down to earth. It is so real world. And there's, you know, my one of my, my taglines on my blog, Law of Attraction for the Real World. It's like yep. crazy cool magic in the real world and and he he is so that for me. He is mm-hmm. sometimes in ways that frustrate me. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. Mostly I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I can see how it's mutual, but you know what? This isn't the same. You can see how this chart and this relationship is is good for something a little bit different than some of the other ones that we looked at are. It's just, it's about something else. Hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean it can't be, you know, strongly intimate. Look at your moon. Remember I said I think that you've really got to have that Scorpio moon engaged. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, his moon is sextile, right? His oh. moon is sextile, and oh. we have the reverse. Remember I told you oh with your face, because hubby, his moon was on your Neptune. Well, um, your long-term partner's Neptune is on your moon. Wow. So, yeah, I think, I think this relationship definitely has the potential to melt those boundaries when you let mm. it. Hmm. Hmm. But but it's it's definitely engaged. I would hazard a guess that there wouldn't be a significant relationship in your life that doesn't engage your moon. Thank so, God my Saturn's on your moon, or we wouldn't be this <laughs> It's exact. My Saturn's four degrees Scorpio. I know we're not talking about me right now. No, no, and check um, it out though. Look at us with our work relationship too. Yeah, I mean, and it's the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Kim, if someone, if someone, when, because this is one of the questions everyone asks, right? Is this one going to last? Like, how do you answer that question? Or, or you didn't, right? You said well, no. There's two. There's a couple different ways. To, that's a really good question, and there are a couple different ways to look at it. One way to look at it is to instill in the friend or client or or family member that longevity isn't the measure here. Throw that yardstick mm-hmm. out. But not everybody's going to want to throw that yardstick out. Well, and you, when when and you engage... But you create, remember the energy worker who said there's no such thing as an ended relationship. Like I still that. feel like I'm in relationship with Mark. I'm still in relationship yeah. with Verl. It continues to evolve with everyone, but we're still in relationship. Yes. Yeah. So that And that's another angle to bring that in. And that kind of eases that feeling of um, it's it's important to just get a little bit loose and not too grasping around what we think long term is because of course if we're grasping onto someone that's mm-hmm. nobody likes that <laughs> um, nobody we want likes that uh, so <laughs> the other thing is there actually are it, there is a way to kind of check that out the, if you have a lot of let's say Jupiter or Uranus um, cross aspects they tend to want to break things up and I don't mean like Mm. break up relationship but loosen things up move energy energy's got to keep Mercury does this too got to keep the energy moving it gets stagnant if it's not moving 
and uh, you can't get bored uh, easily uh, with each other, and it may be just an initial zap and move on. Or you got to keep the, the relationship has to somehow uh, have a lot of dynamics to it, not predictability. What we do look for in relationships that could potentially actually stay in the same physical space <laughs> with each other uh, for a long-term time, we'd have to look at you and Verl because uh, you, you've got to have a good, strong Saturn contact. But you, you want to see a strong Saturn link mm. in some way. Um, for example, in your long-term relationship here with Russ, we've got you've got he has Saturn in late Capricorn. So of course, we know right away that it's conjunct your ascendant. How cool you know, is that? His, can I'm I? Look, just got to say this: his Saturn's yeah. on your ascendant. He grounds you. Your Uranus oh. is on ascendant. You tip his apple cart. <laughs> Come on, how cool is that? Wow. <laughs> You know, look, and, and I, can I just say the power of a couple understanding this insight about each other? Like, yeah. if, if someone knew this, instead of being frustrated, they could, it seems to me it would be really easy to appreciate. Because yeah. trust me, we have had moments where it was frustrating for us. Yeah, oh, it <laughs> can, it can be frustrating. But it, yeah, this is a way to yeah, find, find that appreciation. His, um, your Saturn is trying its north node, trying to see if where, where else your Saturn links in. Your Saturn is in his eighth house. That's interesting. So there's, My Saturn you know, is in his eighth. His eighth. So when it comes to intimacy, um, your, yeah, your Saturn has some pretty strong ideas about that. He calls me bossy in bed. <laughs> And I am. He's right. <laughs> He's all. He always says, "How come you always call the shots?" And because I'm the girl, that's why. <laughs> good on you. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. That's insightful. Okay, so there's just yeah, just a handful of things that tell you right away um, some of the dynamics, and it's not rocket science. We're just get engaging. With what we know about a few of the, um, the the energy of the planets, maybe the energy of the signs, we're finding one or two things, and we're starting there. And then you can see as we get, we get one thing, and then it leads to another, to another, to another. So is it feeling less? Daunting? It does. It feels like you just carved out a path that's easy to go play on. I cannot wait to hear everyone on our group call for this homework. What is our are we done? Are you going to give us our homework? Well, there's a couple other. Do we need to go through the others, or should we? Um... I have so many. There's no way we want to hit them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can do. Yeah, I think we're. we're I do want to confirm you were right about. Um, you were right about Verl's Saturn and my Saturn having a connection. I don't have his chart here, but maybe I'll bring it to our group call. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. We do have. He was in the gallery, so he's he mm. in there. But we maybe ask him if he wants. He may not want to be in the herd. He's well, Leo you come, have have we have we covered all the things you wanted to share? Or is there more you want to look at? Because I'm I'll talk so. about my exes all day long if you want to. Oh, this is so cool. Let's just look at. Um, should we look at your ex-husband? Because we uh, when you said, I th- I'm not sure how you phrased it, but he had an adjective, and that adjective wasn't um, positive, endearing. I think. Yeah. Was yeah, so let's look at. <laughs> but I always why? say my stupid ex. 
And I don't yeah, mean so much that he's stupid, but that I feel kind of stupid that I got married. Um, yeah, let's look at Kevin. Why not? I think we should because right away, okay, in the first millisecond, my eye immediately, because I know how important lunar engagement is for you, my eye immediately goes to his moon, and I see that it's in an air sign. And I know right away that your moons, Scorpio and Gemini, are in conjunct. They're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. They're not on the same page. He, and see, his Neptune is out of, it's in Scorpio, but it's not, uh, it's 11 degrees plus, so it's not really conjunct your moon. He does have the sun trying your moon, which is very cool. But I'm, let's just look at that one thing, the moons. Your moon, right away, we know. It says, if you love me, go deep. Go deep, mm-hmm. go dark, show me, show mm-hmm. me everything, the highs, the lows, the pain, mm-hmm. the ecstasy. Um, unveil, let's just get everything off. Let's just get completely spiritually, physically, everything naked. And from there, we begin to build something together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I just got chills. Very that was really good, Kim. It was really good. <laughs> His moon. His moon. Uh, six Gemini. Could just my son, so I might like this, but he... Um, oh, and trying my moon. <laughs> That's me. I should have dated this guy, not you. Um, his his moon in Gemini has it's just a different mo. It says, okay, uh, let's talk about it. Let's communicate. Let's not go too deep. I want the picnic, not the underworld. Mm. You know, dropping out from the bottom oh, of wow. the meadow. Uh, let's keep it on the surface. Let's d- deflect. Um, I get bored pretty easily, so let's just keep moving. And um, stop talking about all that personal growth. Have enough personal growth for one day, right? Let's, just, let's go watch a movie. Let's do something. We fun. watched a lot of movies together. We did yeah. watch a lot of damn movies. That's about all we did together. Oh, but but so no, nobody's right or wrong. No. But no, the right. Gemini moon begins to connect through the intellect, through shared ideas. It does not want to connect. It does not want to go into the underworld, probably ever. Um, other things in his chart might, but you got to wait and engage with that. It's square Pluto, so it has this idea that the underworld is particularly dangerous. Mm. Particularly, it's particularly dark, and particularly something he wants to avoid. And I don't mean that as a as a judgment, because he may at some point it's take that. It's not concept. his idea of a good time. It's not. It's not. And unless he may, can handle it, um, this is like Heidegger's uh, theory of handability. It's like that you got to get a handle on it. You got to work with it. For him, like if he went, if he became a Jungian psychologist or in some way uh, started working with this in some creative fashion, uh, maybe if he painted it or or. Uh, um, wrote it, they wrote stories about it. There there has to be a way for the darkness to filter through the Gemini moon, and it's not going to be in the way the Scorpio moon wants to do it. So it's just right away, on that one simple basic level, it's going to be a very different different time together. Mm. If you commit together, and especially if that Gemini moon starts thinking this is forever, 
Um, he may just love your socks off. He may just, uh, I'm sure he probably did love you very, uh, very passionately. But the reality of, again, people are like permanent transits. The reality of that contrast between the moons alone, if we look no further, we can see that um, if you said, if you came to me as a client, um, do we get engaged? Uh, I would just say, let's just give it a year. Let's just, just, just keep, lighten up, give it a year. See how you feel a year from now. Mm-hmm. Live, live it out a bit and uh, you'll have your own answer. Definitely, if they're coming to you asking if they should do something, if it's wrong, (laughs) then your answer is, give that a little bit of time, you'll know. You know, the the main reason we married, uh, we we were doing okay dating. We were, you know, having a decent time. But my dad liked him and his dad liked me. Oh, yeah, and my dad had never approved of any guy in my entire life, literally, never. Kevin was the first one that he ever gave a thumbs up on, so that was a big deal in my world. And yeah. Um, yeah. his dad, it was his dad, when we we broke up briefly, shortly, and his dad said, you should marry that girl or something to that effect. And he did. He called and left me a proposal on my voicemail, and I said oh. yes. And it was just more, our parents are, I don't know what, I don't know. Yeah. I was also like 24, so... Hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. The Mar look at your Mars uh your Mars and Leos are conjunct. You see that right away, which can feel like okay, we're on the same journey, but after a while both Mars and Leo can get very competitive and just start to feel like, okay, who is you know, the the dynamics of power and the dynamics of feeling like you're in your own creative you know, world, or if you're kind of riding on the coattails of another, you could both feel that about each other. Um, so it can be kind of competitive. But that's interesting about the family expectations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially my model of marriage wasn't a positive one. So, And this is before I knew much about law of attraction, well, mm-hmm. anything about it. I I I expe- I had an idea of what marriage was from the one that had been modeled me by my parents. I did not expect it to be a positive one, a positive oh. experience, and it wasn't. Wow. But I didn't think you ever got out of it because you know, hello, you said you were going to be married, so you know, you just got to grin and bear it, and make it work the best you can, which is exactly what was happening. Until um, one day he said, "Yeah, I'm going to go do what I have to do to be happy. You should do the same." Wow. So wow. That's how that went. Yeah. But you know what? When you first met, look at his Venus at 27 Capricorn, sitting right on your ascendant. I thought he just felt really charming. And uh, he was. I he he was. He he absolutely was. I I was quite taken with him. I really yeah. was. Yeah. So that you know that was the the initial way in, and it's quite possible that if it if you'd met when you were. Uh, both more mature and had worked through things and maybe both of you a strong handle on the law of attraction and could recognize and maybe he'd done a degree in psychology and worked (laughs) through some of his found ways, creative ways to engage with darkness that he felt comfortable with. It would have been a completely different show. Yeah, you know, and and I didn't know who I was or what I wanted. I was going off of this is what... I was still living off of society's expectations that yeah. you go to school, you graduate, you get a job, you get married, you have some kids. 
I was still doing that routine without any consideration of what I wanted. I was, oh, Dad likes him. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, I I know. I know that feeling. So, yeah, quite, quite understandable. And he was a great guy. My dad was right. He's a great guy. But you know what? A person should pick their own spouse. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think you can. Yes. I can't wait to see that reality show. What's it called? Married at First Sight? They're, where they marry strangers based on, you know, profiles. I'm like, oh, I can't oh, wait to watch this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, if we were astrologers taking the relationship, I wonder which one, which one of these um, charts we would actually pick for you. It depends on what your client wanted, right? If she wanted a yeah. rocking good time, but she didn't need yeah. a ring on her finger or it for to, to yeah. last more than, you know, a couple of weeks or months, that's a different match than someone that you might be interested in going through life with to expand who you are and how you're experiencing life. Exactly. Although exactly. having both, how cool would that be? That's getting close. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting close to the mark. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. But, um, oh, this has been so cool. I'm so grateful for your willingness to put these these archives up and and give us the histories, and it's really, really wonderful. And oh, well, it gives such. Great I'm looking example. forward to hearing everyone else's when we do our call on this one. So, uh, yeah, you guys get to return the favor here very That's shortly. Right. <laughs> I'll bring. I'll even bring some of my archives. Right on. I might bring my brothers. They're mm. fun. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, homework Homework for the week is engage with this idea. Find a couple. Um, the, it, it's ideal if you can find uh, family members or clients and their relationships. That's one way to do it because you feel a bit of distance. But also go ahead because this is also a tool for getting a, getting a view of your own love potentials or what your own archives are. So have a little stir through and uh, let's get a couple sample charts from each of you and I'd like to see where your eye first goes and what you can say just a couple first initial points it's really important I think in what we're trying to deliver in this course is not to go through some lengthy list of every synastry aspect in the chart Um, doesn't really mean anything at this point. All we want to do is look at the one or two points of engagement and elaborate. That's what we're going for right here. On. That sounds doable and fun. Thank you, Kim. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay, well, have guys. fun with it, everyone, and we'll see you on the live call. See you on the live call. Bye. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.